Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. It's time Once to listen. Ooh, turn on your ears. Time for you and me. Special to times. Have time together is, on the couch. This is like Mr. Rogers, like just you and me. Like, like, girl. Yeah, because I was going for like the Barry White, but then you started to like wander into like the the Mr. Rogers. I was gonna do it for like perhaps it's because you're long white. Time. Maybe I think that's what happens if you're so if yeah. you're white and you try to be Barry White, you turn be into like Mr. Barry Rogers. White. Be like Barry White. Yeah, you're too white to be Barry White, so you just turn into Fred Rogers. That sounds right. I'm cool with that. Fred Rogers was a great guy. Oh, yeah. We've done like 10 movies on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 10. And Barry White's estate, apparently pretty shitty. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Get it together, Barry White's estate. Yeah, come on. What are you doing? Like, you or I'm going to open every box? Ep- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed Sheeran, he's also white. Give us money. Poor like, it. come Poor on, guys. Ed Sheeran was going to be like, no more. Can you believe that? Poor guy. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Well, welcome to our Ed Sheeran podcast. You know, isn't he dreamy? Um, no, he's not. Oh, no, you disagree. Disagree yeah. full, full-heartedly. Um, okay. I think with the right lighting, it's doable. I, I think th- so. So to pure darkness. Uh, no, you need like 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 a like a thimble of light. A I don't thimble, know what that would be he called. Is a thimble of light. Well, that's why he's it works. Pale man. That's why it works. <laughs> You got, like to, you got to, you got to woo him. You got to take him to the beach first. It's like the Jim Gaffigan. He's so pale. Ah, uh, the Jim Gaffigan. The Jim Gaffigan. What is this a podcast about? I wonder. Uh, movies. No shit. Yeah. All the right. papers in front of you are movies you're supposed to have watched. Oh, I did watch these. No, you just wrote Ed Sheeran a lot. Oh, it does say Ed Sheeran a lot. Yep. It literally says Ed Sheeran a lot. It does. It says Ed Sheeran Ooh. a lot. But luckily, underneath of that is stuff about movies. So you should stick to that part. All right. Well, one of them's good and one of them's not. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Right? I was going first or were you going yeah, first? Yeah, you go first. I'll go first. I, I think you should. I, I got to start. 2002. I remember that year. I was still in high school. There you go. I was in college making bad decisions. Ooh. I also went on to make college bad decisions a yeah. couple of years later. Yeah. Red it... Dragon. Oh, all right. Watch this on 42423. It is two hours and four minutes. It is a thriller crime directed by Brett Ratner. Miranda. Who I'm not a fan of. No, Starring Anthony Hopkins, who I am a fan of, Ed Norton, who I'm also a fan of, and Emily Watson, who also is great. Though I can't go as far as to say I'm a huge... Oh, yeah, no, no, I like her. I'm a fan. Took me a second to put a name to a face in my head. Movie summary. Silly. A retired FBI agent with psychological gifts is assigned to help track down the quote-unquote tooth fairy, a mysterious serial killer. Aiding him is imprisoned forensic psychiatrist Dr. Hannibal, quote, the cannibal Lecter. Yeah. So I have reviewed Manhunter right. previously on the podcast. And for all of you who have not seen that, you can go back and check it out. But I will also shorten it down a little bit. I fucking love Manhunter. Yeah, you were glowing. You yeah. were gushing about Manhunter. It's probably my favorite Michael Mann movie. I know all you Heat fans out there may take some umbrage with that. I like Get Manhunter. Get I like it. Heat. And there's nothing wrong. Heat is a fine film. I think it's a very good film. But I just... Like Manhunter. Get over it. Go fuck yourself. Um, it's pretty good. So 
<laughs> this movie is definitely like, what if Brett Ratner remade Manhunter? Like, it's so like, he's okay. so hyper-focused on the visual part of it and gives zero fucks about any other part of it. Like, oh. Ed Norton is wasted here, in my opinion. Oh. I think there's some cool... Lo- Ray Fiennes looks really cool. And he puts on, like, a baseline. This is probably how a serial killer acts performance, in my opinion. It's definitely, like, creepy and eerie. Okay. But nothing is going to beat the subtle, frightening nature of Tom Noonan in the same role. Sure. Like, it's very hard for me to not draw parallels, right? But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, I know that, if I'm not mistaken, they're, both of them took some pretty liberal changes from the original novel. Okay. But, and I've never read the novel, so I can't speak to how the novel touches in and, like, you know, may make changes to all of this. Novel podcast coming soon. No. Way too much time to read it now. You ever Audio. read a novel? Audiobook podcast coming soon. <laughs> that still is an endeavor. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Whew, man, we'd have to have like we have to make a lot of money. We have to open up a tier of Patreon. Like just for that. Like a like a pre a weird pre-order Patreon level. That's like we gotta reach like ten thousand dollars before this shit happens. <laughs> like I ain't reading a fucking book for any less than that. You know what I mean? Like it's hard enough to get me to read my damn comics. That's true. That's <laughs> like true. Whew, time. Time when you're doing a movie podcast. Yeah, yeah. Even more so, time evaporates. We don't even have time to change our shirts. No, no. Between all the weeks. We struggle to get enough movies to talk about. It's very difficult. It's tough. And all you keep wanting to talk about is Ed Sheeran. It's easier. It, 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 there's a lot less edge here than there are movies. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but this movie is just like like they. A good example is how they treat Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, played by Brian Cox in Manhunter, they keep behind this heavy barrier of like strong plexi, like Lexan plexiglass that he can't yep. break through, like a bulletproof kind of material. He's still terrifying. Right. William Peterson still the subtle performance between the two. William Peterson is still on edge being near him, even hearing his voice. You can tell makes him uncomfortable. Nice. Norton and Hopkins, Hopkins is on like a man leash. Mm. And he's allowed to walk around in a circle and they're like walking and he like can come up near him mm. and pop up over in front of him. And it's like just because Brett Ratner wants to create that visual, not because there's mm. a subtle terror in the performance. Like when it's Cox and Peterson Cox knows that he can get into Peterson's head now. Like he right. knows, like Peterson bested him once, it will never happen again. And Peterson knows he can't let Hannibal into his brain and infect him. And that frightens him. Like it unsettles him deeply. Norton's just kind of like relatively unfazed. Mm-hmm. And like the gift of being a criminal profiler really takes a toll quickly on William Peterson. It doesn't so much do that to Ed Norton. Okay. It gets the situation around Norton gets dangerous, but he kind of is oblivious to it. And I don't think that's necessarily his fault i think that's what the direction he was given was just it's yeah it's not a there's a lot of the subtlety is lost here i guess is what i'm trying to say in lieu of more interesting visuals like a leash so i think that exactly so i think that if you're more of a fan of strong visual cinema Mm -hmm. you would appreciate red dragon if you are more of a fan of subtlety and you really don't mind diving deep into a film i think you'd appreciate manhunter more I think you should do the the manhunter. I think you should do the psychological thriller, not the the fancy. I just think Michael Mann is so good at, like, directing the way he... Like, Michael Mann movies are so different. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, albeit Thief or Heat or Manhunter, then 
a lot of other directors. He's like such a distinctly different action filmmaker than a lot of other people are. Mm -hmm. So it's just worth the price of admission. If you haven't watched a lot of Michael Mann movies, it's worth going back and you've, checking him out. You've done a bunch of them. I have. I like Michael Mann movies. Like three or four of them, I yeah. think, already. Yeah. Um, this, in my opinion, is kind of a sleek. It's not bad. It's not a bad film. I like. I wasn't sad I watched it. It's just the whole time I kept going, well, in Manhunter, they do this and it's much better. <laughs> like, it's just, that's like, <laughs> just to quote me watching this film. Well, Manhunter, they did this way better. Remember so when I, you talked like that all the time? That's how I talk that's me when i'm not on the podcast i just call hi everybody here's me here's how i talk in real life <laughs> um imdb gives us a 7.2 out of 10 rotten tomatoes critics 191 give it the second best possible score good old 69 nice audience 250,000 plus give it 74 percent okay and i'm coming in just a bit lower than everybody a 6.5 out of 10 that feels correct yeah still solid there's a lot of parts of this i do enjoy and i think it's a cool story that's visually engaging in this but i just think that you can do better oh it's fair do better brett ratner just do better idiot anyways uh want to want to hear about a movie i watched on easter is it ed sheeran it is i don't think he's in it okay I don't believe he would have. Then I'm but. willing to hear you out here. Headless Horseman. Oh. <laughs> From 2022. I watched this on the 9th of April, 2023. It's an hour 30, the perfect runtime. Yes, it is. I wish it was shorter. Uh-oh. Action horror. Directed by Jose Prende. Okay. Starring Michael Parer, Nick Carucci. And Amanda Jones. Okay. Your IMDb movie summary. When seconds away from death, a nearly decapitated and desperate man makes a deal with the devil to protect the love of his life and seek revenge on the drug dealer who almost murdered him. I see. So this is modern, more modern uptelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the classic Shakespearean story, but... No Washington Irving here. Never no. heard of that guy. No, who's that guy? This is so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. The character of the Headless Horseman, the guy's dying on the bridge, and he's just like, all right, whatever, I'll make a deal with the devil. The guy who plays the devil is actually not that bad. Nice. But, like, there's things about this that are fine, but it's just like, oh, my God, why? Like, if there's, there's any trouble, it's just like, I'll go back and I'll make a new deal with the devil. He just goes where he was dying. He's like, hey, devil, what's up? I want to do a thing. He's like, whatever, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I like the chaos, whatever. <laughs> but all he is is Ghost Rider with a Wolverine claw, which makes no damn sense. Interesting. And they really push how the look of him, which is like just biker Wolverine Ghost Rider thing. Okay. But like he rarely uses the claw. They rarely have him in the he, – he looks human at times. So it's like they're not even using the bad CGI that they were try, kind of fluffing up here. Okay. It is so stupid. I was <laughs> – and it didn't look that stupid. It looked bad, but not stupid. Ugh. It was stupid. Um, don't watch this. It's just so, so fucking bad. What year did this come out? 2022. Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know, like... Yeah, do better. Yeah, it's all right. The devil guy was good. Kudos to you. You might keep this movie from getting burned, <laughs> but that's about it. Imagine the irony of the devil preventing a burning. Well, you know? You know? Only on tapes and scouts. First for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, no, this isn't good. It's all about saving the girl. The girl has a weird drug dealer ex-boyfriend. It makes no sense. There's so many leaps of logic. It dumb. It dumb. It dumb. It dumb. It dumb. IMDb gave it a 3.2. Okay. Rotten Tomato Critics. None of them have ever seen this movie. None of them. Not a one. The audience. No one has ever seen this movie. None of them. Not a one. Not a one. Has a wife score. Okay. Which is always exciting. It is. Who do you think has the higher score? 
I'm going to go with the wife this time. I gave it a 3.5. She gave it a 2.5. Always wrong about the wife. She always deludes me. It's, it's that mother-in-law, mother-in-law you got down. I'm, yeah. I'm a, just right on every time. I've been trying to get her to watch more movies. She just wants to sleep. She does. She literally abandoned me on one of these movies and went to bed. Yep, I believe it. Really lame, Rosa. Just shit together. Listen, I just think she has her priorities correctly arranged, is all I'm saying. Fucking lame. Just lots of sleep, no Ed Sheeran. I don't understand. Me either. Mm -hmm. All right, 2016. Sorry, I didn't give you a big break there. That's okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Ed Sheeran some more. Fantastic Beasts oh, and hey. Where to Find Them. Oh, they're everywhere, right? Watch this on 428 2023. It is two hours and 13 minutes of certainly something. It is a fantasy, apparently, directed by David Yates, starring Eddie Redmayne. He's in it. Catherine Waterston, she agreed to be in it. Dan Fogler, one of the only bright points of this film. Yeah, the Fogler. I like the Fogler here. I like the Fogler. Movie summary on this one, The Adventures of Writer Newt Scamander. That is really who wrote the book, Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Him, in Harry Potter. In New York, secret community of witches and wizards. Ah, uh, what is this word? Is it Ed Sheeran? 70 years before Harry Potter reads his written work in school. Okay, there we go. That's not a movie summary at all. That just explains who Newt Scamander is. This is probably a good description, though, because the movie has barely any fucking plot to it. Oh, nice. So the plot is he collects beasts, and he accidentally loses one when he's traveling to America to find a different one. And he has to run around and chase this beast, and he finds out there's some other shit afoot. No. Oh, yeah, and it's... Bad. Yeah, it's bad. This movie is going for an aha twist moment at the Mm. end of it, and it is willing to burn down every other aspect of making a movie in order to give you an aha moment that particularly I don't fucking care about because I just spent two hours and 11 other fucking minutes having to wade through this fucking goofy Eddie Redmayne performance, fucking waste of fucking uh, Ezra Miller, like who I do think is, while extremely problematic. So problematic. Uh, I do think can give very good performances. See my review of We Need to Talk About Kevin. Um, True. Waste. Woof, what a waste. What a waste of a haircut. The hairstylist brought in to do that. This movie's a fucking waste. Finally, somebody speaks up for the hairstylist. <laughs> Dan Fogler is all right. He's trying. He's the comedic relief here. Eddie sure. Redmayne is so fucking bizarre in this movie. Mm-hmm. If you ever like come across it on TV or something, just take like 10 minutes to watch him move and look and like don't look at his mouth though it's very distracting he's fucking weird in this movie and i don't know if he was like i have a really weird idea i'm gonna kind of like saunter trot around and i'm gonna do this weird shit with my mouth a lot like it's somebody got excited they're like yeah what does that mean i don't know (laughs) they just watch the dark night and they're like heath ledger really does some cool mouth shit so i'm in for this and they're just like no wait can we get him to stop? We already shot for three whole days. We can't have him stop now. It's a weird continuity. He won't stop trying. And he just keeps trots all turning around and like looking at people with his weird Does he mouth. Have coconuts? I, you know, if he did, I'd be a lot more delighted. Yeah. It's rough. Oh, that's rough. unfortunate. Um, just a lot of stuff where they're just like more like trying to shine a light on. Remember this from Harry Potter? Remember that from Harry Potter? I bet you this was left out of the movie. But here it is. Isn't that cool? Is a Niffler over here? What about this over here? Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And then they make up this weird beast orb thing that makes no fucking sense. Like, it's poop soup. Like, it's poop soup. It's real bad. J.K. Rowling wrote on this. Fucking waste of time. Waste of money. Man. Just, I would take 
0.1% of the budget of this film and make a better film personally. And oh I don't say God. that very often. That's great. I mean, it's not unwatchable, but like, it's insulting. As a fan of Harry Potter, I think it's an insult. And it's like, you have no fucking clue what the fans really want to see in a movie. And that's why they abandoned this three movies in to what should have, I believe was going to be five or something. Like, it's true. They just did completely abandon it. Ab- like, fuck it. We're just going to remake Harry Potter again because this thing fucking sucks. Eddie Redmayne's weird. IMDb gives it a 7.2 out of 10. Thought it was going to be high. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 347 critics give it 74%. Okay. So maybe I'm smoking dope. Audience, 50,000 plus, give it 79%. I'm okay. coming in hot, 4.5 out of 10 here. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. I got to tell you, Dan Fogler's probably worth three and a half. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Like, this movie is not... It's if you're a fan of Harry Potter, I'd love to see what you think of it because it sucks butt. Sam, what do you think? Give it a 7.5. Yeah. Like, yes. I made him watch it. Don't worry, I muted her again. <laughs> Sam made me watch it. There's your answer. There it is. Well. I mean, I was doing the Harry Potter marathon. You were. You were. I am not doing a Fantastic Beast marathon watch thing. I'm abandoning it too. Nice. Fuck it. Tell me about that cheering. I Well, with a thimble of light, the man looks Wonderful. Wonderful. That's right. Better than Eddie Redmayne, who's just staring oddly, saunter trotting. You need different lighting. You need different lighting. None. Again, I'll go with none. No lighting. No lights. Please turn them off. You know, I was thinking we should get that Almond Max almanac we should do that the thing where you just do the descriptions i think which i would pay for the a almanac book. i mean the, the almond max almond max i think this would be good maybe we kickstart one i would do it in a heartbeat let me go. know people out there in the in the universe if you want that i want it i'm gonna try to work them over if we need we pre-pledges can. though we yeah pre- like, you don't have to pay us anything but you just need to be like i would put money down on that yeah let us know let us know because i need it because i definitely was writing some of these and i'm like i would just love to know the bullshit max max would have to watch a lot more movies probably but that's fine yes Anyways, I watch movies. He does. He loves that shit. I do. Well, I've got this. This movie is a giant trigger warning. Okay. The whole fucking movie is a trigger warning. Okay. 1996's Train Spotting. Oh God. Yep. Oh yes. Trigger warning. This is a hard movie to watch. So, uh, well, let's do the 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 details. Please. April 10th, 2023, your IMDb minutes at hour 33. This is a drama directed by Danny Boyle, who would go on to do things like 127 Hours and Slumdog Millionaire, mm-hmm. starring Ewan McGregor, Ewan Bremer, and Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. I love Johnny Lee Miller. He's so good. Yeah. They're, they're all actually really good for how young they are in this movie and, and how new they are and whatnot. The things they can... Oh, man. Everybody on... Like, yeah. They all crush What a it. collectively terrifying effort this film is. It is. Your IMDb movie summary. Renton, deeply immersed in the Edinburgh drug scene, tries to clean up and get out despite the allure of the drugs and influence of his friends. Uh, my only bullet point is this movie is a huge trigger warning. Yes. Um... I love this movie. This is like where you love Hereditary and that drags you through the mud. This is my Hereditary. Okay. This movie, I somehow managed to see in the theater twice when it was in the theater. It was out for like a week. Wow. (laughs) I went to see it and then I went to see some, I think I went to see like Two Days in the Valley and it was sold out. I'm like, what? So I went and saw Transpotting again. Nice. Back in the day when you're young and you're like, let's just go to the movies because fuck it, why not? Movies were cheaper back then? They were, yeah. Gas was cheaper. It's like, you want to just fill up the car and drive to And I'm not saying like, of course the you know, prices were different then, but like just as use, we could afford things yeah. like going to them. Nowadays, forget about it. Like, nah. I ain't got that kind of money. No, no. We, that's why we don't have friends. We as, do everything over, over the interwebs. Oh my God. And as, a, as an adult man, I was like, ter- like I felt like my wallet got like severely like molested paying for actual full price movie tickets. It did. Mm. It did. 
this movie is rough. It has an incredible performance by Ewan McGregor. It is haunting. It is rough. This is a very hard movie to watch. If you have drug problem, I mean, you could watch this and you definitely won't want to do anything with drugs ever again. Follow it up with Requiem for a Dream to change your life. Yes, it turn your life around. This movie is so incredible. It has some moments that are so hard. Uh, on the rewatch, I was tearing up. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is so hard to watch. Yep. That being said, this is an amazing movie. It's yes. told so well. You go back and forth. You see the plight of all these people. You learn that they're actually really good people. They're all good people. They are just extreme fuck-ups, and they can't... Some of them can't get their life together until they get, you know, the v- drugs off of them. Right. But some of them don't want to, mm-hmm. and uh, some people spiral out of control, and you're surprised where they end up. This movie, I feel like it's a must-see, but it is the hereditary for a lot of people. It's going to make you feel awful. Yep. It's a, it's a, if you don't mind being challenged and being you're willing to kind of open yourself up emotionally and let this movie yeah. tear into you. That's how you get the maximum value out of movies like this. Mm-hmm. Like movies that can do this, like da- like if you allow it to happen, that be able to damage you in these ways. Yeah. Are pa- I mean, that's powerful filmmaking. That is the essence of cinema. That's why it's, yeah, these movies are hard. It's hard to say you'd like a movie like Train Spotting, but it is easy to like. It connects and it resonates and it means something. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, what really counts when you're watching a movie like that. I've always wondered if I like this movie so much because I've never been a drug guy. And I'm just like, I can see how awful this is. Yeah. You know, maybe if I was more of a drug guy, I would have a huge problem with this. Yeah. But I'm not. So I think this movie's great, but please, <laughs> grain of salt, it's yeah. not for everybody. It does have a bad sequel. Do not watch the sequel. I've not seen. watched the sequel. So the sequel, it focuses on four characters. Only one of them, I feel, has a good arc. Mm. And the other three, I was like sad that they continued You the can't story. catch lightning in a bottle like this. But like no. any of these like any of these movies, they could sequel. Any of the movies we just talked about, I was, you can't sequelize them. I was just, so mad they made that sequel. And then I watched it, and I was confirming my, my yeah. anger. <laughs> I, I went in with an open mind. There's The one arc is great. If we could have done that as like a short, that would have been great. Critics, though, they're going to love this. IMDb, 8.1. Very, very high for them. Yes. Uh, Rotten Tomato Critics, 89 of them, 90%. Nice. The audience, 250,000 plus, 93%. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I love this really difficult to watch movie. That's a good one. There is no doubt. It's got Iggy Pop in it. And full frontal male nudity. I told you I'd tell you when it happens. If you want to see Ewan McGregor's dung. I believe he calls it his lightsaber now. Now he does, but back then, full dong. Before Disney owned it. <laughs> Before Disney owned Ewan McGregor's dong, which has to be in the title now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>